Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Rydell, actor and now podcast host, I guess. Um, that guy you've seen on a million TV shows and movies, but you still do not know my name. And I'm David Allen Bache, actor and sometimes producer. And you also recognize me from lots of films and TV shows, but you probably couldn't name one of them right now if I paid you to. The two of us and our guests are going to let you in on some secrets on how to make it as an actor and share some private stories from the many movies and TV shows that we've worked on. That's right. We're going to interview a special guest each week. And we'll get their best advice and wisdom for you about how to break into this business and how to stay in it. And yes, again, there will be stories, stories, stories. So, let's get to it. This is Confessions of a Working Actor. Okay, recording in progress. This is... We're recording, man. We're recording. This is going to be a great episode. And I'm excited about I'm excited about today. How are we doing? What do you think, Chris? How is the podcast I, going? I think we're getting tens and tens of, of listens. I think I think both of our good reviews were shining and glowing. Actually, there are I think there are actually some really good uh, reviews and ratings. It's just nice. Yeah. Most it of it's about good. you. Most of it's about your voice and your personality. Yeah. So come on, you're just saying that. I was because I, your I voice think it's even. So good. I think it's both of us. I think it's both of us. Right. You know, it was weird because, you know, as you know, we had my wife was on the show as a guest. And and when we were finished, I said, hey, what did you think? And she's like, I really like Chris's voice. And I was like, wow. honey, <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be the voice. Yeah, that's, I'm the that's, VO yeah. Guy. in this house and just in my house, not <laughs> on the, the podcast, in right. my house, in I'm my house. Yeah. And you're the VO guy in your house. That's right. Perfect. Perfect. Well. <laughs> I think you sound great, by the way. All right. Thank listen, you. Listen, folks, hold on to your hats because on this week's episode, we have a ridiculously funny guy. Seriously. No, seriously. I mean, no one, really no one should be allowed to be this funny. I feel like that's a little, it's like a little bit dangerous. Well, it is. And you probably know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Reno Nine-One-One. And I know he does a lot of work, so he's probably done other projects that don't have a nine in it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he, he's done some of the funniest episodes of Drunk History I've ever seen. I think he did like like four or five of them. Wet Hot American Summer, Burning Love, and, and let's go way back now. But I know that uh, true comedy fans will remember that he was a cast member from MTV's brilliantly funny The State. Oh, yeah, my son was very excited that he was going to be on the show. He was like, damn, that guy's fucking funny. I yeah. love him. <laughs> Let's yeah. all welcome... Joe 
Lotruglio. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome, Joe. Thanks so much for having me for that very generous intro. But I must know, how does my voice sound and compare to, like, the winners there uh, that you have right now hosting this show? Uh, Uh, You got to ask David's wife. uh, That's right. Yeah, we should ask Alicia. Exactly. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play the podcast (laughs) back for her tonight in a dark room, and I'll let you know how it goes, Joe. Let's see. Fair enough. We did did have somebody that – who was it that, that their animals were freaking out? Oh yeah, well, uh, David DeLuise. Oh. Yeah, I think it was David DeLuise and his his dogs and cats were just going bonkers. Yeah. Oh yeah, they know they were they were jealous of the attention, perhaps. <laughs> Good, <laughs> it could be. I know I sometimes am. It could be. <laughs> Joe, thanks for coming on and talking oh, thanks to for, us. Uh, thanks we, for having me. We really appreciate it. Sure. And you know we we want to. We want to talk about lots of different things that you did, but I want to yeah. first. I just want to say that before you and I ever met each other, yeah, I don't know if you remember this at all, but we would sort of pass each other and wave, and and there's no reason why you would remember this. Now I remember this because I w- was a fan of yours, so I thought like, oh, I'll, oh, look, there's Terry Crews like passing by my soundstage. Where was, was this like, in oh, New York? Look, no, this was on on CBS Radford. So on the CBS Radford lot, I was filming the X's right across the way. Oh stage, yes, was, of course. Stage stage seventeen. And, right. Um, and I would always see you guys in your uniforms, you know, trudging back and forth. And uh, the show was absolutely hilarious. And so I was so oh, glad well, that. Th- well, well, thanks, and I apologize. I hope I waved back. Or you did? No, I, you I did. Know. You did. Okay. No, no apology right. necessary. No, you totally <laughs> waved back. And I was just very glad that the universe, the universe brought us together. Yes, event- me, eventually. me too. And you did. I mean, that was a lot of episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. We uh, did 153 episodes wow. of that show. Yeah. Wow. We that's were amazing. very, uh, we were very lucky. And as you guys know, that's kind of the lottery. That's what you're, <laughs> you're hoping for when. Um, well, not all you're hoping for when you get into the business, but you know that type of stability is always very nice and rare. Yes, indeed, and yeah. uh, and to be able to enjoy it, I feel like. From watching the show and certainly knowing yeah. some of the other cast, I feel like that must have been a fun ride. It was heaven. It was heaven. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, we were lucky that, you know, we didn't have to suffer any divas or egos. And mm-hmm. I think it's because most of the people on the show had already been working a little bit, with the exception of Stephanie, I think, was her, that was her first big break. Mm-hmm. Um, she had done some other stuff. But because everyone had been in the business, everyone knew how rare it was that we had a show where we had great writing and actors that were committed to the work and didn't make it about anything else. And so there was a real appreciation for the chemistry, sure, but also just the the, the luck of the draw, the mm-hmm. fact that this was a rare stew of good ingredients. And, you know, they say there's always one on every set, right? There's always one person who, <laughs> right. who's trouble. And if you don't know who it is, it's you. Uh, oh, maybe it right? is me. Oh, but, no. No, no, no. Oh, but, but I, I thought it was the perfect cast. And now that I think about this. But that's my point is that it's a great. It's, it's almost a, the perfect cast. It's a great. Almost. <laughs> We blew the lid off. This is the controversy. Oh, we blew the it. lid off it now. No, no. Uh, it's, I'm wondering it's... why I was never invited to the lunch table. Now I get it. Well, maybe we maybe we. <laughs> Everyone was, quote, taking naps during lunch. Wait a second. Well, that's interesting because as you were walking past and we were waving, I did notice everyone else going the other way. <laughs> yeah. um, 
No, my. <laughs> and just saying, and just holding their finger up to the mouth, saying, right. quite, that's like you know, waving their hands. Don't right. let them know that we're behind him. No, yeah. I, my, <laughs> I'm. My point is, there, there are sets out there. There are groups of people. There are, there is work to be done, stories to be told. Where you know, we don't have to go into it assuming that there that anybody's going to be a problem. And and you, right. you really do. You really, if you're if you're lucky and you you get to experience that. Uh, you know, it's it's important to remember there's there's some great TV shows, plays, movies where everything felt just as it should have. And that's a good yeah. thing. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's very that's very positive and very well, positive. it's good to remember that, you know, you don't even know that you're on something so great unless you've been on something that wasn't so great. Mm. Right. You know, right. Where, right. Where, where it doesn't work and there is a diva and you're like, why are we yeah. standing here? And someone's in their trailer for two hours. Right. Doesn't right. want to come out. You know, right. how, what, how, what a blessing to be with a group of people that all care as much as mm -hmm. We hear you do, Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've been lucky in that in starting out, which was with a group of friends in college and the sketch group called The State, that from the from the get-go, it was always about a collaboration and, and understanding the importance of, of trust in a safe environment in order to act the fool. And so it, it luckily, the projects after that, which, you know, as of now, you know, the tail end of that is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But in between that, there were was, of course, uh, Reno, a lot of the work with, with Judd Apatow and, and mm -hmm. those guys. All of them were involved ensembles that needed to let everyone shine as opposed to feeding, you know, number one on the call sheet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've just been very in tune to the the power of, of, of that, of, of collaboration, of, uh, and especially in comedy. And so, luckily... I really haven't been involved in any nightmare productions. I mean, I'm sure there were egos on some commercials I did, mm -hmm. believe it or not. And, mm -hmm. and But I've been lucky. Like, I don't have too many horror stories yeah. of that. And I like to think it's kind of just a, a birds of a feather situ situation. Yeah. Well, listen, we don't we don't do horror stories. We'll 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 get mm -hmm. later. We'll get to your to your worst audition story yes. ever. Yeah, but that, but, but yeah. we don't do gossip and dirt. Of course. And, and negative here uh, on confessions of the working actor. But but I like the the I like where this has started in, in mm -hmm. terms of you very early on knowing what it felt like to be part of an ensemble. And, and that's probably really valuable as an actor. Is that was the state how you got started? Was that right out of school? How did how did you get started? Yeah, the the early on it was you know like many of us uh high school drama and and film clubs and making um short movies with uh you know a camcorder that weighed 100 pounds <laughs> but in terms of the professional life yeah it began at nyu where i met a lot of the people from all the people from the state and we had a unique kind of introduction to the the business in that we were together as a group for you know four years and then had a, a friend who had a connection on MTV and things fell into place where we did like a little pilot and then everything happened. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly at 22, you have this show that you're writing and producing and directing and that creates quite a big head, quite a big ego. And so <laughs> my reckoning happened after that, after the group uh, was done. And suddenly you need to find, I needed to find my own kind of identity. And luckily, and luckily I did. But my, yeah, mm -hmm. the, it began with, with, with the state. That was my um, introduction to the business on a, on a professional level. 
And yeah. did, when you you knew you wanted to be an actor before you went to NYU? I did, but I actually was more interested in in direct in directing. I had always loved performing and was in plays and, and and enjoyed acting, but I didn't want to go into the drama department because I I think I was a little bit bullheaded in that. Oh, yeah, you don't need to learn how to act. It's an instinctual thing, and I can do it. And mm. and it also wasn't like a priority. Again, it was like the filmmaking. So. When I got to NYU, I met Michael Showalter first, and, and he kind of pulled me to this audition of this new sketch group that, that was happening on campus. Um, but no, I, 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 I was interested in acting. Mm-hmm. I certainly would have pursued it, but I, but I entered actually the film department at NYU. Mm. Yeah. What did you do right and what did you do wrong at the beginning of your career? Like, can you share with mm. the, maybe some of the people that are listening that are just starting out a piece of advice that may uh, the, change their path? I, I think what I did right was that I found my people and that I found people that I just related to, uh, forget like creatively, although that was important, but just was able to talk to and laugh at the same things and like some of the same movies and just felt like, you kind of had a, had a worldview that was very similar, um, based in humor. I mean, I think that's where most of my connections with people start. And I think I did that right. I think I was able to surround myself with, at heart, kind people, good people, but obviously uh, very talented people as well. Mm. I, I think the stuff where I went wrong was, I, I think I was pretty impatient with what my trajectory was going to be and how long it was going to take for me to kind of find my groove as uh, an actor, where where I fit in in the business and in the industry, you know how how are they perceiving me? I think that's shouldn't be your driving force, but I mm-hmm. think you need to kind of acknowledge that for sure to be most productive. So I think where I went wrong was being um, comparing myself to other people's uh, trajectory and leaning into alcohol or or any other substance to kind of alleviate that feeling of when is my time going to happen already? Mm -hmm. I've been busting my balls for 10 years and all of the things that you kind of tell yourself that ends up sabotaging yourself. You know, that was something that I had to struggle with pretty early on. You know, I would, I would probably tell my younger self just, you know, chill out, but it's hard to tell a 20 year old to chill out. Yeah. None of us are chill. No, that doesn't go well. Yeah. But thank you for saying that. I think that I, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of actors can can relate to. Certainly, you know, if if uh, as an actor you've been lucky enough to have to create any body of work or ha- have made yeah. a living at it for a little while, I certainly know that I felt the exact same way. And hearing you say that, I'm like, yeah, oh, you know what? I I should admit that that was something that that I could have used a little more patience about myself, um, which was. Yeah. You know, when is the next big thing? When is the next big job? And, and you know, when is the industry going to figure out exactly where to put me to facilitate that? And, yeah, it's it's hard to be patient. But here's, here's the crushing thing about that is that it doesn't really get any better. I mean, I'm still struggling with that now after Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Show's been done for a year and a half. I've had yeah. three jobs. Yeah. I see other other friends, other cast members shooting up, right? So this, and and all deservedly so. Like, I'm very, very truly excited for them, but also need to kind of manage my own expectation of like, now, so where am I now? And also understanding that I'm in a great place right now, like still. You know, know, there's 
Sure, there's a resume that I'm proud of and projects that I'm happy that are on there, but I'm also in a place in directing a movie that I wrote in figuring out what might be the next thing I can create for myself. Mm. There's, I think one thing to remember as a working actor who isn't working is that you don't have any control over that. And you all you do have control over is what your, what your creative output is going to be during those times. You're, oh, I'm always reassessing like whether I still want to do this. I mean, my, my darkest moment was actually probably before, just before Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where I'm like, I don't understand how many more of these hoops I'm going to have to jump through. Uh, I've, I've done, you know, I was told you need one big kind of breakout role in a movie, and I'd had three of them at the time with like, you know, Superbad and, and, mm-hmm. and some other movies, and yet it still wasn't happening, right? So I, I, I lost my train of thought there for a second, but ultimately I needed to, to kind of discover what, how am I going to get through the, those those pockets of, of doubt, those pockets of yeah. of wanting to wanting to bail? Um, yeah. That's what I was getting at, reassessing. It's so interesting. I was going to just say that, that, you know, these are questions we ask, you know, all our guests. And and you're just sharing this this truth, which is that, you know, for you, there's been moments where you didn't know you wanted to do this. And Mm -hmm. and what does it mean to be a working actor? Does it mean you're working on a show doing, you know, every week? No. Like, are you being creative? Are, you know, your trajectory that this this idea that we have that, you know, that I'm going to make X amount of dollars this year and then next right. year I'm going to make more and I'm going to make more and I'm going to make more. And then all of a sudden, you know, why am I feel like I'm at the back of the line? Like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I, it's me, Chris, back here, you know, right. I used to be at the front of the line, you know, right. every right. casting director was, they would pull me in past other actors that had been waiting a half hour right when right. I showed up. And then it right. seemed like they didn't even know who I was when I yeah. walked in the door. Yeah. Right. And to to manage this expectation and to stay focused and to be a creative individual with, you know, mm-hmm. passion when it's not going your way. So yeah. I, I say it all the time. There's only one Joe Latruglia. I don't necessarily say mm-hmm. that, but there's only one. That's what I right say. I, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. When I talk to myself, <laughs> that's what I say. At least two people say it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, there's only one David Alvich. You it's know weird. I mean? And it's weird because Joe actually calls me and says that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so. That's right. I so keep reminding you. Don't forget, uh, you know, that's right. there's well, only one. That's right. Like you have, you have to, you know, you, you have, you do have to manage the darkness. You know, that, that's what I meant to say. Like I, when, yeah. uh, you know, I got Brooklyn nine, nine at a moment when I was like ready to like throw it in the towel, like uh-huh. I was like done. And you know, that would have, that wouldn't have served anybody. Certainly not me. And then I don't mean just because I wouldn't have got Brooklyn, I mean, that's just a very easy spiral to get yourself into. It sure is. It sure is. And there's, you know, it's, you know, a piece of advice that I got a a long time ago was you never know what's coming next. And the universe is already bringing something to you. And that next job is you could be one audition away. You never know what what it is or when it's coming. But it, it especially in our darker moments, it's really hard to remember that for sure. Yeah, I've been I'm more like 10 auditions away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well it is a numbers game That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, my, my mother yeah. used to say just stay in line they'll call your number yeah. you know it's when you get out of line 
when That's you quit. It. She's right. It does. Stay in line. You know, That's is right. stay in line and they call your number. Chris. That's it. Yeah. Can't you win know, if you don't play. Just, That's right. If you, exactly. Joe, yes. you you mentioned the movie that you yeah. that you directed. I I know that you didn't just direct it; you wrote it, directed it, and produced it. Tell us a little bit more about Outpost before we turned on our uh, recording button, the big red book recording button. You mentioned that uh, the film will be at a festival, and yes. how, how are how is it doing? How are you feeling about it? How was the experience? I, I the experience was life changing. I've been a horror movie uh, or genre fan uh, from a very young age. This was a, a dream that I've wanted to write and direct one for a long time. I was able to work with my wife Beth Dover, who is an incredible actor and uh, partner in the project. And she uh, was just such a, a gigantic addition to this. Can movie. we can we get her on the show? Do you think we, we can get, get her? We, yes. All right, let's work on, on that. Show. All right, let's and maybe work on she'll that. say there's only one Joe Latrulio, but probably That's, we'll see. <laughs> the 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 movie went very well. We had such a uh, the movie is called Outpost. It's about an abuse survivor who decides to take a job as a fire lookout to repair herself and underestimates the, the isolation and the PTSD. Mm. And, and so we shot in Idaho for uh, about 16 days. And without taking up too much time on the production details, the experience was uh, just wonderful. Uh, the movie turned out, I'm very proud of it. However, you know, we got into one festival. I was surprised that mm. we didn't get into more. Again, this goes back to managing your expectation, mm. not judging it too harshly. You know, people say like, you made a movie, you made a movie, but me being who I am and the perfectionist that I am like, yeah, but yeah, but you know, we, you know, we're hopefully we'll be selling it within a couple of weeks, but the, the festival in London, Fright Fest, I, I we couldn't be more excited oh, about it's Fright Fest. I'm, that's, yeah, that's I'm, great. I'm oh, thrilled that's to be deal. showing it in front of a, a real audience of, uh, a lover, lovers of the genre. Fans. So yeah. 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 So I'm very excited. What date? We, maybe we have some listeners in London. Or yes. Be in oh, London. Uh, that's right. Uh, it, it's know? October. Um, the festival is October 28th and 29th. It's their October program. They just finished their larger program in August, which went very well. And so, yes, I'll be in London on the 28th and uh, I'll be there for a week. But the festival will be on the 28th and 29th. So come on out right. if uh, uh, Sue's tickets go on sale, which is pretty soon. That's great. And, you know, you reminded me of something which is a great phrase that uh, expectations are really just premeditated resentments. And <laughs> right. in our yeah. business, especially, no matter it's it's good to hear you say that, that, no, you know, no matter it's not just about an acting job. Sometimes yeah. it's, uh, you, you're going to direct, you're going to write, you're going to create. But it's still important to try to let go of our expectations because you, you know, yes, yeah, you know. it's it's difficult. That's it's easier said than done, right? I mean, yeah. especially with something like directing, I found is so much harder to throw yourself out there, especially if you wrote it, because everything and produce it, everything is you. Whereas an actor, you know, you can blame it on script, the direction, you know, a million things. Right. With mm-hmm. with directing a film, you just I just feel naked. I just especially yeah. when it's out of your wheelhouse. This isn't a comedy either. So it's been and quite you, you a... Produced it? I produced, you produced it as well. So you raised the money. Uh, wow. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I invested money. It's also self-financed along with uh, two other investors. So, you know, it was, a big, it was a big deal. It's a true independent film. I just want to yeah. say that, you know, lots of talk about independent film lately. And most of it is bullshit because people are talking about, well, it's an independent film. It's really not. They have $15 million dollars. That's and, right. a, and a studio attached or somebody that's already said they're going to distribute right. it that in yeah. my mind that's not an independent film an independent Great. film is yeah. what you did where you I, I have a story i want to tell 
and I'm going to raise the money and we're going to go make make a piece of art where there was no art there before, which I bow I bow to that effort. And, yeah. Uh, it's a big effort and I applaud that. And Well, and thanks. You know. I, I leaned into that myself. I had to, after the rough cut, I, I talked to a lot of director friends. Some some saw it. And I was really in a place where, like, I think I made the biggest mistake in my life. And, you know, eventually a cut got there. But what they said is, like, look, you do not underestimate the fact that you went and and said you wanted to make a movie. And you made a movie at, a, at the top of a mountain. Mm. <laughs> so it was mm. hard for me to kind of see past some of the obstacles that were pretty large that we not just myself, but the incredible group of, of, of filmmakers uh, did. So uh, yeah. it was a good reminder. And had you been on another show and had you gotten, had you had the trajectory yeah. of maybe one of these other actors on the show, this wouldn't have happened, Never right? You wouldn't have been able to work possible. with your wife. That's and, right. I, yeah. and I think I think about my parents and my dad being a director and my mother being an actress mm. and my dad never like putting her in a movie really, you know, until the end of his life. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what were you thinking? Like, yeah. you know, like, right. man, it could have had the best performance from her because she was so yeah. good, you know? Yeah. So I, I just applaud you already just for... Thank you. you know, for working with your wife, that might not be yeah, the easiest that's, thing uh, to direct your wife. Yeah. What? No, honey. No, I'm not talking about you, honey. No, no, no. No, it's Joe. I'll tell you what the secret was. And, and please <laughs> ask uh, if you have, when you have Beth on the show, to get her perspective. But okay. I think we made a great decision to have separate rooms during production mm. where we were able to get our own space, both for me as a director who would be up well into the evening thinking about our shot list and the next day shoot and Beth who had given it her all for 12 to 14 hours and needed rest and just so it was I think that was that saved the movie and possibly the marriage mere marriage yeah I, I I'm somehow still married even though we didn't do that we produced a couple of films together and boy where were you that when I needed you Joe that would have uh, yeah that would have now, saved now me a lot that would have saved me a lot of nights on the couch I'll tell you um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. <laughs> was was there a, an experience with and and it could it could you know there's no rules it could certainly be about your wife but was there an experience with one of the actors on the movie where you were directing you're writing producing directing uh, it could certainly also be any other project but I, mm -hmm. I I wonder about Outpost and was there an experience just a positive experience with someone on the set where things went in a way where you thought like this this is what movie making supposed to be this is what this is what oh. creativity is. This is what positive people do oh. when, they, when they get together to create. Wow, that's that's a great 
That's a great question. You know, I was lucky enough to work with actors that were friends and also had incredible resumes on their own. Dylan Baker, his wife, Becky Ann Baker, Dallas Roberts, uh, an incredible actor named Otto Asando. Otto Asando, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, I, I I, I think what struck me in terms of what you're talking about, and this is what it's about, was... Being uh, for the climax of the movie, we we shot at a tower. Uh, we shot on a mountain that was 6,300 feet. On top of this mountain was a tower, a fire lookout tower that was 30 feet that was only able to hold about five people at a time. And we were running out of, we weren't really running out of light. We were just running out of time. We were shooting in the summer. We had the daylight. But we had to basically uh, shoot a action sequence on the balcony, and it was harrowing and exciting. But as it was happening, everyone was in sync and really making an effort to be creative and quick and efficient. And these were the, the DP was my friend Frank, who I'd known since I was 17 years old. There he was. There was uh, Otto that I, I I met on this project, but we had become. Uh, great friends. There was my wife. There was our, and and so everyone was in sync. And the wind is blowing, and 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 I'm like, it's happening. We're making something, and and people are on the same page. And we're we're. I'm really feeling like this is quite unique. What's going to be end up on this on this screen is going to be that energy is going to be there. And so, I, I, I mean, that's what first comes to mind. You know the 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 struggle of independent filmmaking and when people are in sync, you know, it's a privilege to make movies. It's just a privilege to make movies. Um, Our our producer, Cara Baker always reminded me of that. And it's true because, you know, it's not, it's not brain surgery. And yet it's, it's a medium that requires so many different of the, of the fine arts that when, when it's all in sync, it's just a beautiful thing to be part of. Yeah. And you didn't have, you didn't have to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's something my wife and I say to each other sometimes if we're talking about, you know, oh, I have to be there early tomorrow morning. Well, no, right. you get yeah. to go to a set tomorrow. It's yeah. at 4.30, but you get to go, you know. Yeah, um, that's right. It is a You get to chase your kids around. Yeah, you know, that's you get, that's the yeah. shift. That's the mental shift you need. That's a real shift. Life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, you could take when that you take it into your. That's right. Into your personal life. I get to go through this experience of pain and yeah. suffering right now. Like things are. I get aren't, to yeah. debate with my son why he doesn't need to watch YouTube for another hour. <laughs> exactly. I get to have that experience i'll tell you something listen you know it sounds silly but i'm dealing with a 13 year old now and and i have relished every argument and every bit of stubbornness from her which by the way i think is great but doesn't feel good at the moment as a parent when your kid is very stubborn but but it'll serve her well in the world but it's true you know it's like uh, these are the good old days right like oh yeah because soon she'll be gone and you'll be like god if she was only 13 arguing with me about whatever it was (laughs) about youtube right yeah yeah, if if i could only drive them across town right now my son used to be like can you drive me to hancock park from santa monica at two o'clock in the afternoon i'd be god i was gonna sit in like two hours of traffic and then by when he got his car he was gone. I was like, oh man, oh, if I man. could just, I I'd just go pick ride. him up with his skate. Yep. He's calling me yeah. skateboarding. You know, can you come get me? I think I broke my arm. I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm coming uh, to get you now. That's that positive uh, attitude. You know, it's like hearing yeah. you say that, Joe, like, you you know, it's a privilege to make movies. You, 
And, yeah. and I'm not surprised to hear, you know, we started off this episode talking about being a member of an ensemble when you were younger mm-hmm. and and learning that, you know, when there's a lot of people that all have a positive attitude, especially with improv, yes, and right. And everybody, yeah. everybody's on that wavelength and they all feel grateful to be able to be there. You end up with a really special piece of art. And I it sounds like yeah. that's what Outpost was, too. And I. Um, it, 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 it was. I'm, I'm forever grateful and will always remember that experience because, and I'll say one more thing we can move on, is that, you know, what's, I have no idea how this movie is going to land, play, what the reception of this movie is going to be. I right. do know, however, from the feedback that I got from both the locals in Idaho, the crew that came from Portland and LA, my wife, the cast, that they had an incredible experience shooting that movie. Mm. There's a sh- we only have a short amount of time here, right? And the last thing you want to do as a director and producer is waste anyone's time yeah. or feel like they said, ah, I didn't really need to do that. All of them and said, like, they're never going to forget that summer. I, I-, I mean, what- what's a higher That's compliment That's to it. get? So, uh, you know, that's that's all I'll say about how um, wonderful that the decision to to hit all the speed bumps full speed with this project that we that we made it. Yeah. And people don't people don't remember. What is it? The quote, people don't remember what you do or what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. Yes. And it sounds like it sounds like everybody on that show, everybody on that movie you know, will come away from that feeling that they were treated with dignity and respect and uh, respect for their talent and you know, a, a wonderful creative endeavor. And I, I don't think there is a higher calling than that. And I'm not interested yeah. in, in what the box office is or anything else. Yeah. And it could be a, a, a true indie like yours. It could be a hundred million dollar movie, but, yeah. but I, I think that is that it's rare, but that's it, man. That's yeah. that. That's, yeah. the holy, that's the Holy grail. It's yeah. not easy to do. No, you know, it's not easy to put, to get a script to, you know, Get the actors, get the money, create, get yeah. everybody in the right place uh, at the right time. What what a uh, accomplishment in yeah. itself to make a film. And, you know, obviously yeah. when you have something, when you have your own money writing and other people's money yeah. and producing in some way, it changes a little bit. But at the same time, you know, you can't lose perspective and that, you know, creating a place, yeah. an environment where people can feel good about themselves and feel like they were involved in something great, you know, that's hey, right. you, you have no control over how, if yeah. a movie like, you know, blows mm-hmm. up or not, you know? Yeah, that's right. And the producing yeah. is, the producing is really hard. That's for sure. We do a segment on the show every week before mm-hmm. it gets too late. I figure maybe you might have a great story, but we do a worst audition story ever. Ah, um, do yes. you have Do you have something that that sticks in your mind as uh, one of the ones you <laughs> you you can't get out of your head? I I, I, I do. I, I forgive me. I mean, I have said it before, but it, it, it's a good one. And so, so in the mid mid aughts. I was going through one of those periods of struggle where the the state was done. I was doing some commercials here and there, and my state member, my fellow state uh, members were involved in their own projects and going very well. Mm. And so I was very raw and sensitive about that. So my audition story is that I went in for this uh, project, and I'll I'll, I'll leave the project unnamed and and the casting director, but I went in and she was explaining the script to me and she said that like, please stick to the script, no improv. And um, I'm going to turn on the camera and, and I'm going to ask you a few questions and then we'll slate, we'll go into it. And I said, great. 
she turned on the camera and she, the first question she asked was, so you're from a very funny comedy group called the state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Minimum college. Yeah. And now, so, so many of them now are involved in all these other projects and, and, but, and you're, you're not yet. Are you, what, what, what is that? How do you feel about that? Or what can you tell me about that? That was the first question. That was the first question. And in my, and again, in my head, it might've been, maybe it was, what's your name, Joe? But in my head, it, that's how it started off. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it because, uh, you know, it, it, it hit the cord of, of, of my anxiety that I had been dealing with for months. <laughs> and in that moment, I decided I was going to improv and not listen to any of the notes that she gave me. And so I did. And I ended up getting the job. So it, it, it turned it turned it turned a corner. And, and I just want to say, because I have told this before, that. I don't think that this casting director meant to be malicious. I, I choose to believe that mm. because it wouldn't really make any sense yeah. for her to really Doesn't put benefit. me off. I right. think perhaps right. what, what she was trying to do is maybe get some type of anger humor out for me. Like, oh, these I, I, I'm not quite sure what, but I'm, I, I want to kind of think positive that maybe she was just trying to elicit some type of reaction out of me to get me fired up and have a good audition who knows but and she got one well she she's got a good one. casting director because she got yeah, it exactly yeah. yeah yeah she might have really yeah. turned. she may know. have won an emmy for that show that's i think right. that's right that's right <laughs> thank you for sharing that we'll turn the corner from horrifying even though you did get the part we'll turn the corner to sort of our wrap-up kind of thing you've given us lots to think about already but best piece of advice something that's carried you through you know we've heard you talk about creating and telling stories and you know even when actors are feeling like they want to give up, maybe they should keep going, right? But something you want to pass along. I, I would, it's something that I learned through working for a while. And it's two things that I like to use as, as a driving guidepost, which is make it about the work and don't be a dick. And with those two mm-hmm. big ideas, I feel like you can achieve the best of your creative ability and also be a pleasant energy to be around because it's okay to get passionate about the work and it's okay to get pissy about the work if it's about the work, Mm -hmm. but it's never okay to be a dick. (laughs) And then, and then, yeah. yeah, And I just want to say, um, I was thinking about this and I also wanted to just another piece of advice. I was one that I got from legendary character actor, Richard kind. Ah, yes. This was during, Richard's, um, been, a, Richard's like, been a guest on the on the show. Oh, and, he, and by the way, he's loving that we're talking about him right uh, now. He is right and, now. And, he's rewinding it again. And he's, he's, yes. he's listening to you and say he, legendary character. Yes, actor. that's right. I, I sing his praises all the time. He deservedly so. That's so true. during the third or fourth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I ran into him and he's like, Joe, the, the show is great. You deserve every bit. Of, of success and you're terrific on the show and one day the show's going to end and you're going to get good again <laughs> and, uh, and i knew what he meant like uh, like yeah. which is yeah. and this will i'll kind of segue this into a like a, a you know uh, an initial piece of advice which is that challenge yourself as an actor and once you start getting into a groove of a certain character after so long then get ready to do something different and don't fall into any particular pattern don't coast don't mm, coast don't coast you know keep challenging you know yourself as an actor or a writer whatever it is but that was i thought that was a very healthy piece of advice from richard kind as well 
you know, that, that, it great is advice. great advice because who wants to be with Joe Latrulio for two years, three years, four years <laughs> when he's an actor? You know, right. like yeah. no one wants to be, you know, when they hire you, like if there's three people they think is are, are all, hey, you know, all these guys work. But this guy's great. We would have a great time working with this guy for two months, one week, two years. What if this show goes for seven years? Yeah, and right. we got to be... 153 episodes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, yeah. do we want to be with this guy for this long? And you got to yeah. remember that, you know, yeah. as an actor. Yeah, well, for sure. Not... And I I feel lucky. And, and, and just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, that's a testament also to Dan Gore and Mike Shore um, and, and Andy Samberg on Brooklyn that they always... They made it a, a a mandate not to hire any of the prob of problem people. Yeah. So it's yeah. true. I think that serves you well. It's, it will get you jobs too. And I bet uh, they didn't mm-hmm. coast either, as, as they did uh, not. You know, showrunners and actors and no. you know, yeah. And that's that's uh, such good advice. Don't coast. Yeah. And it, I think it applies. You know, I I've been lucky enough to do a, a bunch of series, and you know, when you get to episode sixty or seventy, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. There is a part of all actors, I think, that can feel like, oh, yeah, I could do this with my eyes closed. You know, like I know this yep. guy. I know who this guy yep. is. Yeah. Comedy, I think, is a little harder because comedy takes, in my mind, takes a little more energy and focus on the timing. But yeah. it could also be, it doesn't have to be on a show in season five. It could be right. a play and you've done the play and maybe you got a good review or two and you think the show is up on its feet. And, you know, I've I've certainly experienced this with other actors who then start to maybe change some things or start mm-hmm. to they're not quite there or the things slow down a little bit, doesn't have that crackle, you know, and it's like, oh, you're you're starting to coast. And yeah. never coast. Never phone yeah, it. Yeah, never coast. Never coast. That's it. Amen. Oh, never coast. Amen. Oh, that I think that's the name of your autobiography, by the way. That's it. Never that. coast. I just want to <laughs> offer that to you. Joe Latrulio. <laughs> Never coast. Never coast. <laughs> Joe, thank you for talking to us. Uh, uh, that it? it went by so quickly. It, it goes by fast. It goes by fast. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, once we turn the recording off, I'm going to say tell you how much we want to have your wife on the show. But we're still recording, so uh, let's ask <laughs> let's ask one more question. How about that? Because we have the time. You talked about when you were creating this film, having separate rooms so that mm-hmm. Beth as a, Beth as an actress could have her space, and you as a writer, producer, director could have your space. I have two actors in my house. And, yeah. and you have two in your house. And we probably have actors listening that are married to each other or thinking mm-hmm. they're about to propose to another actor. <laughs> so before they do, a thought on that? A thought on on, on what's what's good about that? What's what About to be, being married to another yeah, actor? What, what, what there is to be grateful for well, about that? Well, you, you don't feel invisible. All your mm-hmm. kind of the struggles and anxieties and challenges that one has as an actor, you have someone that truly understands that frustration. And I, I, I think that's a big part of it. And the other part is this person knows how, how important feeling heard and noticed and supported as an artist is. Mm. And it's kind of uh, uh, crucial uh, on those days where you're just not feeling it to have someone say, hey, man, will you take a look at what you've done over the past 30 years? Stop, you know, get, pull yourself up, you know, yeah. chin up. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you doing? Snap out yeah. of it. Like, enough. Like you know, they're they're able to like you know pull you out of mm. uh, of of some clouds. We, we so, call in our house. We call that the being being the believing mirror, right? Is when you don't yeah. see it, you yeah. can't see it in yourself. 
So you yeah. need, you know, and, and when you look in the mirror, you, you know, sometimes you just hear those nasty voices in your head or the demons or whatever. Right. So you need a different mirror. You need a believing mirror. And, and yeah. I know that my wife is that for me and I try to be that for her, which is when she is having those That's dark fantastic. times, I try to show up and say, hey, listen, let me, let me tell you what's real, right? Never yeah. mind what's going on in your, in your self-doubt. Uh, and your fear and your, you know, the back of your brain and your amygdala there. Let's talk about right. what I, what I know to be true. Like, let's go over here on the yeah. wall, look at this award. Let's talk about this yeah. experience you had with this person who's a, a, you know, critically acclaimed artist. Let's talk about all the things you did that were good for the world. Let's, it's really yeah. important to have that believing mirror. It's a, agreed. And that's a great term for it. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And it's wonderful to see your partner kind of grow as an artist. Like, you know, Beth knew me before my success that I had. And, you know, I knew her before her success with Orange is the New Black. And it's great to kind of see that evolution and see the joy in, in this person that you love. Like they did it. They, they got, they, yeah. they made a step. They got oh, to, um, and I saw it. I saw them where they were, you know, before that, that step. Now, if so Beth comes on and says, I pulled Joe up by my bootstraps, you know, he, he just wrote my coattails, we're going to have a problem. But, but that's all right. We'll, we'll that's revisit. Right. That's okay. That's what uh, the we'll editor is for. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. We'll fix it in post. You got to leave the jealousy at the door, you know? Yes. You really, yeah. You, yeah. You got to leave that behind because, yeah. you know, when, the, when, when your partner's shining and their star's shining yeah. and you're yeah. like, you know, at the back of the yeah. line. Right, right. You got to be oh, able yeah. to lift them up, no that's matter right. what, yep. and know right. that, that your your time's coming. And that's yeah. good advice for 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 certainly for uh, romantic relationships, but you know that's also true with friends. You know, yeah. I mean, I have a friend who called me today, and he said, uh, "Hey, I, I just I wanted to call and tell you because because you're you're a friend, and I want to celebrate with you. I I just got a Broadway play." Right. And nice. and my first instinct was, that's fucking great. I'm so proud of you. And then the little demon inside me said, where's my Broadway play? Yeah. Right. And yeah. But, well, but wait, I read for that. Yeah. Well, I thank, I mean, yeah, that usually <laughs> happens. Thankfully, I did for this one. But that, that almost wait always happens. Wait a second. I Congratulations. Read yeah. You got that part I really wanted. Yeah. But, but right. I was able to I was able to say, like, tell me all about it. Yeah. Tell me all about it. Like, that's fantastic. How did it happen? Tell me about the audition. That's great. And when do you start? You know, we'll be there. We'll be cheering you on. And it is yeah, important. That's great. It's not just husband and wife. It is important, especially as actors, that we remember there's enough work to go around. One person working doesn't take work away from another person. Even if you get the part that somebody yeah. else auditioned for. You know, I have a bunch of guys. We... We, we kind of look alike. We audition together, and we have a deal, which is if they get the part, they take me out to a nice dinner, we'll have a glass of wine. Uh -huh. I get the part, I take them out, right? Oh, and that's a great setup. It's just a way of saying, like, hey, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me. Yeah. Leave, leave, like Chris just said, leave the jealousy at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. That's such, It's a healthy way to go. You also feel great when you start celebrating someone's yes. achievement. Yes, it, it, It's almost an immediate, you know, feeling as soon as you start. Saying like that's great, man. So where do you shoot? Like, and uh, who else is in it? Oh, I thought director's great. Like, it, you know, you start, yeah, it starts you coming start to around. Feel, but you know? feel what's possible. Feel the positivity. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a little jealous of you, Joe Latruglia. Uh, I have to say. Well, but... right back at you, Mr. Bates and well, Mr. Right now. Well, all right. well, well, Joe. Thanks for coming fan. on and and, and sharing your your wealth of knowledge with us and with the listeners. And well, thank, thank you real, for having me. It's been, very, very it's been a real, uh, a real, especially gift. if the engineers left all that ending part in. That would be good. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> well, thank you guys for having me, and we'll Thanks. we can do we Thanks, can circle Joe. back if there's any uh, any any unanswered questions on my wife's uh, episode. Yes, we very well may. We we're taking copious notes, and uh, we'll 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 have her. Yeah, because when we everything. get her on, then we're going to have to get both of you on at the same time to kind of like straighten some. stuff. That's right. Uh, yeah, we might uh, listen. Uh, I think and we Chris, uh, great to meet you, Chris, uh, and, yeah. and safe travels back from London. Whenever thank, that thank you. Be. I wish I was going to be here for your uh, screening. I would love to see your film. I'm leaving on the first. Of just next Saturday. Safe travels. And good luck with the film, Joe. For everybody yeah. who's listening, Outpost, you're going to see it soon. So when you do see it, click it, buy it, rent it, like it, review it. A Please. true independent film that deserves your attention. Appreciate that. Thanks, guys. This is Thanks, great. Joe. Thank, thank you, Joe. We'll see you soon. Well, it's been another great 20 minutes with you, my friend. And you too, brother. It's been fun. Yeah, that was great. Cool. I thought that was awesome. All right, star, star that. That was terrific. And we got another great guest coming up next week, so be sure to tune in again to Confessions of a Working Actor. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.